0: Life. Thanks for joining us today on the Ageing Fearlessly program, and today I'm calling it Adventure on the High Sea. I have a couple of guests here with me, and they're about to set off on an amazing journey. But before I introduce you, do you know that 70% of our world is actually covered by water, our oceans? And yet most of us live on land, but some people do decide to go off and spend a bit of time sailing on the ocean. So today I have with me Sid Seymour and Matt Hayes. Welcome. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having us.
0: Oh, I'm excited to have you because I want to share, really, I suppose, Matt, this is what your passion is. You've been a sailor most of your life, Sid. I'm not sure what your passion is, but we'll come to that. Matt, you're about to embark on a journey with Sid and another friend, Rob. Would you like to explain what you're going to do?
1: Well, we're going to sail around the world pretty much, Karen. We're we're, um, joining what's called the World Arc Rally, which is a circumnavigation with a group of other yachts, up to sort of 30 to 35 yachts. And we're we're doing it in two different stages. So the official start is actually in Saint Lucia in the Caribbean. So the, the 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 fleet we're sailing with they're actually they left in January this year, they're sailing across the Pacific as we speak. I think they just arrived in the Marquesas in French Polynesia Ooh, just lovely. last week. And so I would say that
0: the Marquesas, but that's not right, is it?
1: Marquesas, Marquesas, no. you know, tomato, <laughs> you know, tomato.
0: French. <laughs>
1: and, yes. and then they're making their way across the Pacific, um, spending a bit of time in French Polynesia, then through, I think, Nui, Fiji, Vanuatu, um, Mackay, oh. and then they're going to make their way up the coast around the top end to Darwin. So they'll be there around about sort of mid-August, and yep. we're leaving Sydney on our yacht in July,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we're taking it up to Darwin in two stages. Sydney to Cairns with a short break and then from Cairns to Darwin and we'll be there around about the same time as they arrive. Then we'll be preparing the yacht to join them for the departure from Darwin in early September and then we um, head off around the world.
2: Well,
0: it's pretty amazing. The scary thing for me about this, and Matt, we were discussing it once, and you said step outside your comfort zone. You've got to try these things. As much as I love the ocean, I do have some fears about being out there in the middle of nowhere on a boat, because it's not that big, is it?
1: Well, the yacht is 56 feet or 17 meters. Yeah, so it's that's a decent that sized yacht.
0: <laughs> it is a yeah. yacht, but it's...
1: You know what yeah, I know it's, it's an ocean-going vessel. I mean, it can yeah. handle pretty much you know cyclonic conditions, but we're not going anywhere in, in any part of the world where there's going to be some cyclones. So, um, so we're sticking to the trade wind belt at certain times of the year. So we might have some gales, but we're not going to have those really intense storms and low-pressure systems and... And yep, hurricanes the things and cyclones that, yeah. that really destroy things. We go to some pretty dodgy areas. I mean, around the bottom of um, South Africa.
0: And why do you call them dodgy?
1: We get lots of weather. Yeah. You know, like like we do here in Sydney and Melbourne and Hobart. Lots of weather comes through. Is that
0: the Cape of Good Hope?
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. So we sort of we go lower latitude than what we are here in Sydney. We've got to time our run because you get lots of weather that comes through off the African mainland or up from the Antarctic. Mm. And you get some pretty strong current. So um, even though it's seven or 800 miles, we'll probably do it in two or three different stages. You know? yep. like, and if there's a good weather window, we'll just bang it down there. And um, you know, if there's a bit of weather coming, we'll sort of duck into a port and we might have to wait there for, for many days. And then when the weather clears, we'll head off to the next leg. And mm. once we get to Cape Town... We're in the Atlantic, and when you leave the Atlantic Ocean, or the South Atlantic, there's been no recorded hurricanes ever because the water's colder. Yeah. So we're pretty much in the trade winds all the way across to Brazil via an island called St Helena Island. So when we leave Cape Town, we'll just be with the wind, setting the sails, and off we go.
3: Sid. Yes. Well, however, I'm going to say I'm with you, Karen, because much as he says there won't be any... Horrendous storms, etc. I know some of the boats this year got smashed. Where between Reu- Reunion, Reunion Island, and, and-, and South Africa. Okay, so what happened? Mm, weather, weather, yeah. Was it's a- unpredictable, there- isn't it? I yeah. mean, it is the ocean, yeah.
1: So, yeah, there was there's a crossover zone, if you don't mind me butting yeah. in, which is. That's which the is,
0: nature of these with, talks, yes.
1: Ac- <laughs> it's actually on, uncommon in our boat, you know. Sid's normally butting in on everyone, everyone else. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no, no, just kidding. Mm. Mm. But um, <laughs> when, from, um, from when we go across the Indian Ocean, we, go, we actually go Lombok, Christmas Island, Cocos Islands, to um, Mauritius and then Reunion Island. So when we leave Reunion Island, we go around the bottom of Madagascar across to it the most It sounds so more, exotic, huh? Yeah, it does, isn't mm. it? Across um, to the most northern port in South Africa called Richard's Bay. So we're kind of in the trade wind belt until we duck around the bottom of Madagascar. and We kind of fall out of the trade wind belt when the weather comes through, into you know, that sort of South African zone, if you like. This year, most of the fleet got through unscathed and had good weather, but there was two stragglers who got absolutely smashed. But I think they were in a hurry. They kind of left and they decided they had to get there. Mm. And so they, they just kind of went there no matter what the weather you know if you time your run you know the weather forecasting these days worldwide is pretty accurate you know you can tell like four even five days out what it's what it's going to do you get a pretty good idea and so then you you can plan you know you can alter course you can head a bit north and get out of the weather or seek shelter or whatnot
0: for some people you know like myself it is a little bit scary at the thought and you know the last few years i've been stepping outside my comfort zone but i want to come to comfort zone sid because you are very new to sailing. Very How new. How
3: um, One year, year new. One year new? No, not even one year yet.
1: Hang on, you said you had 25 years of
3: sailing. <laughs> oh, you, so the resume was wrong, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wormed my way onto this. Yes, so for me, I'm still worried. I'm still nervous. I'm still scared about the weather and what can happen. So... Matt's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, oh my god. See, the, the <laughs> thing for me, Sid, is you, you're out there and something happens. You can't get off. Yeah, exactly. So I'm relying on Matt, Rob. So yeah. So for me, I'm that's that's my that's kind of nervous. It makes me nervous, but also for me, I'm getting out of my comfort zone in terms of seasickness.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to come to seasickness later because I want to talk about your dietary plans out there just (laughs) later on but uh, right now I wanted to introduce the song now Matt you sent me some songs and better be home soon because I think that's what your families are going to be saying yeah
1: yeah I think so yeah there's the old saying you know there's nothing better than a a large loving close-knit family living in another city
0: yeah well (laughs) you know and having half your family living on a boat, Sid, does better be home soon mean anything to you with your family and going off away?
3: Yeah, I guess. My parents will be uh, thinking a bit of that. They'll be a bit of that. And my kids. So my kids will be scattered around. Not that we could probably define a home point, but yeah, they'll be watching and hoping it all goes to well.
0: <laughs> As you go, you know, off on your sailing, they say you better be home soon.
3: Welcome back.
0: You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. I love that song, Better Be Home Soon. Thanks for picking that for us, Matt. Matt, have you always had a love of sailing?
1: Yes, um, ever since I was a young lad. Um, just growing up in Middle Harbour my father sorta of got me into, into the sport and you know, sailing little dinghies and mucking around and racing and then got into windsurfing and then um, ocean racing and, and then I've got into one design sailing and then, then sort of got right into the into the competition side over many decades after that.
0: I think sailing's a fantastic sport and I used to windsurf myself in the early, in the 80, in eighty one I think I learned to windsurf in
1: which was fairly early on in the windsurfing years here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, for me, one of the great things about the sport of sailing, it's something really for everyone. So mm. it doesn't matter whether you're rich, poor, short, tall, all sorts of different body shapes and sizes, any nationality anywhere in the world, and people sail, whether it's a lake or a little boat or yep. across an ocean, yep. and there's racing, there's cruising, it's a hobby, it's a lifestyle, um, you know, it's a passion... Yeah. You know, it kind of it really ticks a lot of boxes. I mean there's a lot of sports out there where you're not like you know, where you just there's one thing you do and you just play this sport. But yep. you know, sailing's all encompassing and and that's the thing that's really kept me interested in it because I've raced a lot of been, I'm an Olympian in sailing and this is a new sort of dimension for me, going cruising. because like, mm-hmm. it's for me I've got to try. It will be a
0: new dimension with Sid.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, kind of all. Absolutely. I
1: mean, the others on board, you know, they're kind of a bit more cruisy, but I've got to retrain my brain to just sort of chill, slow down, relax, look after the boat, look after the crew, and not, like, push the boat to the edge and break it <laughs> we're
0: gonna well we're gonna talk about chilling and whatever later because i don't think you get a huge amount of time to chill out there and you mentioned that you're olympian so you've done a lot of sailing and a lot of high level sailing in
1: yeah many many where were you um it was last century um yeah and lots of sydney to hobarts and and um and lots of yacht deliveries up and down the coast and lots of competition in europe and the united states and whatnot so that sailing is actually completely different to what we're doing in yeah. terms of and i actually thought i knew a lot about sailing but this last 10 months preparing the boat my learning curve has just been vertical it's just been extraordinary because with cruising sailors they've got to have knowledge of everything do with the boat so everything for like from preparing the boat and all the intricate navigation systems and how to
0: fix things if they go wrong exactly
1: how to you know generators and maker. yeah, you yeah. name it. I mean it's just I mean the list is just a mile long. So, so you're on, you're on an education curve. Oh absolutely. And I had like a an introductory knowledge and now I've got to have a real kind of working knowledge of, of every single aspect of the whole trip for that matter. Yeah, so it's been a massive learning curve.
0: And you've been on a learning curve. Now tell me about <laughs> your learning curve. Rookie to
3: Rookie to not quite a rookie anymore. Something like that. And so everything as Matt said um, all those things that you have to learn, all the engines and charting and navigation and things. But I had to learn the language. I knew yacht and I knew sail, <laughs> so I got to learn yeah. the language. Um, what all the different names of the ropes are, the different names for the bits of the boat, um, wind, current, and um, sail settings. Um, weather, got to learn well, weather. Just everything so So is it challenging it's going to keep my brain really young is it challenging yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs) big time what's been the hardest thing to learn
3: uh how to control my seasickness
0: oh well (laughs) let's i mean yeah we've heard about that that you're always burlying to the fish out there The great oh, I'm, whites. I'm keeping the, I'm keeping the fish happy. You're keeping the mm-hmm. fish happy. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that's fantastic.
1: Well, I keep no. telling Sid, there is a cure for seasickness. There's a 100% success rate. <laughs> you just got to find yourself a nice shady tree. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Yeah, well, you know what? You could take one and, you know when you've got that hammock out the front? Then yeah. you, you could take yeah. a tree and mm-hmm. just a plastic mm-hmm. one. There, mm-hmm. solution. But
1: solution. Sid's being a bit sort of humble here. Yes. Because... She's not coming along as a passenger. She's coming along as a, as a very important, active part of the crew. Yeah, and where and Sid's background is in is in project management yep. and and a higher level project management of government and you know corporates and whatnot. So she just makes things happen. You know, we've set up this wonderful project man- management sort of um, spreadsheet, I- spreadsheet, internet site, and and she's just so organised and thinks about everything and. And just planning, 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 just thinking ahead about what we have to do. Mm. Like we need a marina in Cairns when we pull in. You know, like there wasn't much availability. Sid, bang, booked it. We need a marina in Darwin. There's only like one or two spots left. Bang, booked it. And it worked out. Who's going to service the components of the boat when we get to when we get to South Africa? Or do we go to Namibia? If we do, we, if we go to Cape Town, do we get the boat service in Richards Bay? Blah blah. blah. You know, it just goes on and on. So, and that's where. You know she's phenomenal. So Rob and I are concentrating on the boat, getting the boat ready. You know, and the navigation. There's all that other stuff that is 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 not really on the periphery, but it's very important. Like just dealing with the organisers about you know what what we need and what you know, our visa requirements. And yeah.
0: Oh, you see, that thing health you don't, I don't. I'm
3: yeah. not. Our I bet there are things
0: you didn't start to think about.
3: Oh no, I had no idea because I said. Right early on in the piece, Matt said something about sailing around the world, which you should never say to someone like me. Why? So said, I'm going to come oh, back to that. Yeah, well, okay. And I said, yep, I'd be uh, interested in that. Um, so I said, well, how about you teach me to sail or arrange for me to learn to sail and I'll help you out with project manage. I had no idea. <laughs> what you are in for. Oh, my gosh. No idea. Um, every minute of the day... You're not at work. I'm not at work. I'm on this other job. Every minute of and it's it. a full every
0: time night, plus every weekend, plus yeah. job, and yeah. I've seen you doing that. Look high up on that project project management list. yeah Do you have project manage Matt?
3: Yeah, of course. And what about <laughs> and Rob? Rob? Yeah, yeah. Manage them both.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> do they realise that you're managing them, uh-huh. or do you just do it so subtly that they just?
3: Ah, uh, not that subtly.
1: <laughs> Karen, what I've learned in life, yes. If if you want three things, if you want something done, get it done by a busy person. Yes. That's even better. Yes. Get it done by a woman. Yes. Or the or the, the, the ultimate is to get it done by a busy woman. Yep. And there's a busy woman sitting here on my left and like she's busy at work but she just makes things happen. It's just quite extraordinary.
0: Yeah. You rock Sid. Oh, thanks. So, in this preparation, I want to come to the preparation in a moment. Cool change.
3: Yes. Change. Change.
0: This is a change? This is a cool change as in not a cool cold but a cool change?
1: Yeah, this song says it all. Okay. Lynn Shorrock, Little River Band. It's just a beautiful song.
0: Don't you have to love Little River Band? Oh, Yes. Yes. Listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au we're with sid and matt and they're about to do a sail around the world in world arc rally then. and we're finding out a little bit about what's involved in actually even just leaving to actually do any sailing so how first of all matt was this decision to do this rally made?
1: Well, it's a um, little bit of a story behind it. I'm in the sailing business and the brand of yacht that we're sailing on is called a Dufour. It's a French brand and I represent Dufour, my company mm-hmm. does in Australia. And part of, you know, the thing I do with this brand is I, I bring in new models all the time. So I brought in a 56 footer mm-hmm. as a boat to sort of show off and put at the Sydney boat show and, you know, put in what's called our stock, you know, yep. someone might come along and buy it. I, I love this boat. I mean, I've, I've, I'd have I've seen it in the f- in the flesh in boat shows in Europe and I used to dream about it. Just show everyone how wonderful this thing is, and and anyway, the yacht arrived, and I was just like, it's just like my little baby. Anyway, um, and I'd kind of met Sid through like a swimming group down in Manly, and um, I just happened to be, you know, talking about it one day, and and also I actually commute home by boat because yep. I, I live in Middle Harbour, and Sid's not backward and coming forward. I can. <laughs> oh come and,
0: on,
1: and, she's, <laughs> and she works, and she's like, right, one day, one day, okay, you, you are you're taking me home. It's a manly in your boat. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know? <laughs> so, and she's just harassing me. Like, okay, all right, all right. So she turns up in my office. and That's I'm kind it. of I'm at my computer and I'm looking at some photos of my boat. And I said, oh, here's the here's the boat. You know, it's pretty cool. She, said, yeah, yeah, okay. And she had a bit of an idea. I was thinking about doing this thing, and we started talking about it. She said, well, why don't you just just do it? I said, well, you know, I got I've got a plan a lot. I got my business and got to sort out and all that sort of stuff and and money, and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like, and I'm giving all these excuses. Not yeah, clear.
0: they're just excuses. Like, let,
1: let's just ring this World Arc mob in England right now. So she rings them up. And I'm like, oh, my God, shh. Only don't, don't call, don't call. Anyway, she's on the phone. Right, now, you, 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 you pommies, tell us all about this World Arc thing, you know, and that I can hear her on the phone. Did you say
0: it like blah, blah, blah. that, you pommies? <laughs> and um, <laughs>
1: yeah, and um, Anyway, and I hear this. What? So there's one spot left. So there's one spot left in the 2018 World Arc and, and I'm like, oh, one spot left. Anyway, she got off the phone and, and then said, you've got to put your money down. You've got you to book in for this thing. And I told her so that the money was
3: coming. I said, it, the money's coming tonight.
1: And so she got off the phone, then I, bang, sent a deposit off and then got our spot. But I still wasn't 100% committed at that stage. I was kind of 90%, but in my mind I was like, I think I'm going to have to do this thing. Do you think they were going to give you a refund? No, they probably weren't, but you know, it wasn't a huge deposit. But it was like this psychological thing. You know, you put your money down, and then all of a sudden, you're in that frame of mind. And then in, um, but he
3: still had excuses. And yeah. then
1: you know, a month or two later, that's I actually pulled the trigger to, to do it because you know there was a few things that came together. Yep. And I thought, you know, I'm 50 at the time. I'm 53. I'm reasonably healthy. You know, got the boat, got this good support network, and and my family's cool with me doing it. So I thought, you know, why not just time and there's never a perfect time in your life to do anything I agree you just got to get on with it and do it because you're a long time dead I mean that's the that's saying yes and you know we jokingly say it's adventure before dementia and it's one of these things that
3: <laughs> I love it that's, I, that's our boat logo yeah. yeah
1: and it's one of these things that you know I want to do but actually it's one of these things I feel like I have to do in my life.
0: Sometimes you need that shove to, to do something and you got the shove. And it's the same if you tell someone I mean, you're she's going... still shoving, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, well, it's, it's not like... I'm good at it, being bossy. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it. you're not like pushing up a wall. Can I? If you tell someone you're going to do something, it's very hard to back out. And it's like the same as you paid that and you made a semi-commitment. It was just a matter of your mind catching up with the dollars that you've put down. But it's like, put your money where your mouth is. You know, it's like, I'm going to do it. I need to do this. So you were convincing yourself by
1: paying that deposit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was that psychological trigger. Bang, money's down. we got the last spot. It's going to have it's to meant to happen. happen. Yeah. It was yeah.
0: like it was meant to happen. So that's how the decision was made. It was largely made for you. You had it there. She, you sowed the seed. She just pushed you
1: yeah, to the Yeah, absolutely. Edge. And it was fantastic. I'm eternally grateful for it because I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it would have been so easy just to leave that day and you know, drop her off on the beach in the powerboat and push her and overboard. then push her overboard <laughs> and wait, just not have to put up with the you know, no, I'm only kidding yep. and
0: well, Don't push her overboard when you're out there because we do want her back
1: No, actually, where Sid's really good I mean, this is sort of digressing a bit <laughs> is because she's new and a little bit apprehensive at sea and she's just safety, safety, safety yep. and there's sometimes where I might run to the bow or Rob runs to the bow to do something to untangle a line or pull the sail down or whatever, and we'll get back in the cockpit and we'll just get torn to shreds. You guys, don't you go up there without your harnesses on? You know, don't you? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, that's right. So she's very much on the safety thing and that's really, really important.
0: Sid, change, you were mentioning to me outside of this interview about change.
3: So my life's been about change and change is really important to me. So a lot of people don't like it, but I can't live without it. So I've been very nomadic in my life. I've, um, Although you've raised yeah, quite a few children. I've got three girls. They've had to follow me or come with me around the traipse around the world. So I just always needed to move countries. Well, sometimes it's been every year or sometimes two or three years. As I got older, I had to sit in one place for a bit longer. But I've never really had a base that i go back to. I've just moved from place to place. So this, for me is, well, it's a change in that I've never sailed around the world before, or sailed any distance before, or sailed before. But it's another change in terms of where I live, but it's also going to be a huge change in terms of how I live too, because my girls are now, the youngest is 18 and heading off. So, yeah, it fits for me. This fits perfectly. It's quite frightening. The the weather thing frightens me. I get the seasickness you've heard. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, it's perfect for me. That change, and that and that challenge, and there's so much to learn. Yeah, as we said, just so much to learn.
0: Matt, stepping
3: outside your comfort zone. You are a sailor.
0: Is this journey in your comfort zone, or are you having to push boundaries?
1: Oh, definitely pushing boundaries. That's for sure. I mean, I'm. I mean, the good thing is I, I know how to sail, mm-hmm. and, and so sailing the boat is is not a problem. So the boundaries for me is. You know, because we're sailing what's called shorthanded. A lot of the lot of the ocean sailing I've, I've been doing is with a full race crew of ten, twelve, fifteen, sixteen people. So is that
0: like Sydney to Hobart? Yeah, Sydney yeah. to Hobart. Yeah. So
1: you've got all these people running around and stuff like that. So, so my sailing and my seamanship's, you know, pretty good. But when all of a sudden there's just two or three of you or four of you on board, and there's a bit of a crisis, mm. you know, you can have your hands full. So it's a lot of it is about taking sort of preventative action, just mm-hmm. just making sure that. You know the boat's set up for the weather you're sailing a sort of a, a safe course you're monitoring your battery systems you're monitoring how much fuel you're looking after the health of the crew everyone's eating properly they're hydrated you know the whole and that whole thing so that managing that whole thing is really important so luckily you know the sailing component is something that i and rob and other crew don't have to really worry about too much and so but we certainly will be pushing the envelope because we'll be thousands of miles away from from anywhere Mm. and we're trying to sort of plan for every single possible contingency so i just recently did my first aid recertification yep so we've kind of got a little mini hospital if you like in the boat yep and we're getting some really good help from from our good friends who are doctors and nurses and whatnot about Mm -hmm. you know what, what we can and even my my family doctor you know things that we we can have on board. You know neck splints, neck neck, neck braces, braces yep. And, yep. And, 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 cool. and and splints and type and antibiotics and and painkillers and. Yep. And, I uh, heard
0: you asking the other day someone about painkillers. Sid.
3: so. Yep. Yep. We've got
1: plenty. Yep. Yeah. So looking after the crew is really important. You know, and, and I think I think where it's going to be a challenge, to be honest with me, is is going to be is going to be um a me- like a mental challenge. Yeah. Because when you go out on a nice sunny day, it's easy. Yeah. But when you have 2 days, 3 days, 4 days of kind of uncomfortable weather, yeah You know, that's when you got to be you got to be strong. That's when I'll kind of earn my money, so to speak. So, you know, you just got to keep going. Yeah. And keep going and just keep looking after the boat and you got to try and rest and relax and all that sort of stuff, but yeah. just keep keep the boat sailing and and keep everyone safe so
0: well one of the things you know i i wanted to talk about is preparation and before we do that there's a song sailing (laughs) did you choose that one
2: yeah well it's
3: fairly obvious that one isn't it i don't know you chose that well you don't
2: have to let's just go sailing let's play it.
3: welcome back to 88.7
0: and 90.3 your community radio station you are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. So, Project Manager Sid, I would like to start, or you start the conversation about what sort of preparation you have done. Yep. And I- You've mentioned booking... You know, booking wharves or docks or whatever. But there's ev- there's things like safety, food, storms. Yeah. What yeah. you guys together share with us?
3: What sort of prep you have to do to go on a trip like this? Well, one, of, one, well there's there's a whole lot of categories, I guess, of of preparation. One is obviously sailing. So Matt and Rob are all over the um, sails and the sail configurations and the rigging and the that stuff. Um, which I'm slowly learning about but there's also all the safety there's what um, spares so working out what spares we need's been fairly big hasn't it
2: yeah. what spares
3: um, like spares, spares in equipment Spares for the yeah equipment so spare stuff for the sails and the rig but spare stuff stuff for the engines the generator the water maker the autopilot the bilge pumps the charts um, fuses that we need for the wind generator, all the equipment. See, it's spares. just not getting on a boat and go for a no, sail, is no, it? No. Yeah. And then and part of that is to the storage. So that storage planning has taken... In fact, the last two months have been focused on getting the actual boat ready. And the and the storage and where things go and what we can take and what we can't take and where it all has to fit and uh, easy, where when we will be at, when will we need to access it and how will we need to access it and oh why my and goodness. therefore so it's really yeah. do then, you actually have to write all this down yeah. like in a yeah. document yeah so yeah? I've done up plans of the boat and labelled every single cupboard nook and cranny and then what's in that nook and cranny and then I've got an alphabetical list as well going on so we can just go we need um, spare fuses for the wind generator Fuses for Okay, there in oh. saloon number two. So then we know exactly. And where by to go. saloon, you both need the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no. not in yeah. bar number so, two. <laughs> yeah, so that's big. And the, another big one is of going to, of course, be food. Which um, actually, the focus on food is going to be ca- be more in May and June. In April, the focus is on sailing and safety procedures. But and
0: can I go to food for a minute before? Yeah. So. Peanut I know, butter. peanut
3: butter for Matt. Matt what are the, pi- what are no, 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 not peanut butter. It's got to be Picks peanut butter. Oh, that's From okay. New Zealand, I'll add. So Matt's got his peanut butter. What are you and Rob doing? Well, I've got a bit of an issue because I like smoothies, which involve bananas. So we've got a wee bit of an issue there.
1: Um, bananas aren't allowed on the boat. Why? Mm. It's bad luck to have bananas on a boat.
3: Mm, old wives' tale. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so we've You're got a better got, adhere to that. Yeah, a yeah. bit of a thing there. Rob's not fussy; he just eats what he's given. Does not yeah? We he? pretty
1: much all eat everything. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So you, you will share it. your peanut butter. Um, yeah, no, I don't
1: no know, but I don't we kind of we, gra- we, we do have meals, but we kind of graze throughout the day.
3: But we will pre-cook meals and freeze them because when it's rough out there, we're not going to be wanting to or able to prepare something. Yeah. So that's happening. So food's going to be sort of more May and June. Big focus on that. Safety is pro- started on. Safety is huge. So we've been on that from the beginning. But we're still going. We're still adding. Uh, so first aid is a big part of that. And our first aid kit and all that which we've mentioned. So that's a bit taken a lot of time and thinking. And again, you know, it's listing every single thing in the first aid boxes, not one now, but boxes, and their expiry dates, so we know when we have to We've got all that listed out everywhere, the whole life raft and the grab bag to go in the mm-hmm. life raft and what we put in that which has only got so much space that sort of thing. But Just also, on that,
1: if it if, if the boat sinks in the middle of the ocean, we're in the middle of the Indian Ocean, yep. and you know we hit something or there's a hole that appears in the boat and the boat, boat starts sinking and then it's clear that we've got to get off, you know, and get into the life raft because the boat's going, going down. down. Yep. So, um, you know, we have some really sophisticated electronic navigation systems. Mm-hmm. And the boat has a sat phone and, and um, high-frequency radios where you can send signals a long way. So we've got at least three... No, we've got, a, I think, about five or six ways of sending for help. Mm-hmm. So we've got these distress signals on our HF radio, our VHF radio, our sat phone, we have an EPIRB. We also oh, have God. other VHF radios for short-range communication. Um, on our sat phone, we have the direct number to the Search and Rescue Centre at the Australian Maritime Safety Authority in Canberra. So mm-hmm. we'll ring them up and say, you know... But they'll, they'll get a, a signal from an a- EPIRB. Yep. And so let's just say, you know, we, we send all these signals out and then we've got to deploy the, ra- the life raft. So uh, before we leave the cabin, we have a thing called a grab bag. So in that grab bag, all the things that we think we might need if we have to spend a fair bit of time in the life raft, in the middle of And that's packed from day one. Yeah. Yep. Ready to go. And ready that, to grab. we just ha-
3: signed that off the project plan.
1: And that has an emergency sat phone, an GPS. emergency v- uh, GPS, mm-hmm. an emergency VHF. It has water, food, playing cards. Toothbrush. It's got toothbrush. <laughs> and <paste>. toothpaste. <laughs> and tooth um, floss. <laughs> oh, loss it's you know it's psychological all,
3: yeah. i know well we've got sunscreen we've got signaling signaling we've got, we've got dye for the water we've got a streamer that we stream out hang out the back of the life raft and you can see it for a mile from air apparently it's yes. a m- it's yeah.
0: yeah and it's it's so important isn't it mm. but you
1: think you know like because you might be in a life raft for, for many many days i mean you'll, you'll you'll get rescued eventually i mean there's 30 other yachts out there within you know, the, probably the furthest away they'll be is maybe 60 or 70 nautical miles. So that's like 100 kilometres or whatever.
0: Oh, OK. So and they it, are that far away.
1: Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that's sort of... And and we have... Of we'll have a GPS and, and we'll have a sat phone. We know exactly what our coordinates are, our latitude and our longitude, so we can get a signal out. So, um, yeah, so all these things, we you know, we've got to think about. So that's, yeah. a, that's a real... Yeah. That's a biggie, that but one. But our,
3: our, ne- our big focus now in April... Uh, come april is going to be practicing all the emergency procedures especially man overboard abandon ship um
1: fire on
0: board fire
3: on board gas leak
1: um grounding yeah
3: i'm
0: gonna let you in on a secret Mm -hmm. i used to work on a ship
3: and i have
0: sailed a lot of oceans but on a big ocean liner i used to run the children's section of a ship and i'm not going to mention the name of the ship it was in the in the late 70s early 80s and I can't mention the name of the ship because so many people that are baby boomers will know it my father used to have a a, a name for it as well (laughs) um and but uh, you know being out it was far from the love boat um being out in the ocean for me in big swells and where the children's section of the ship was was up the front so we were really going up and down and i i I did overcome seasickness because i always suffered motion sickness in cars and whatever and i'd have everyone around me throwing up and be cleaning up and i was okay but um that's the thing that i i think i have a lot of those scenes of those really big seas especially crossing from new zealand to australia can get really rough out there and that's what scares me about it is, you know, what you're doing. But Me too. Yeah. And, and, but we used to have to have sometimes when we were out in dock, we used to have life raft. And I, I, was, I was laughing because I thought no one practices this, surely. But, yeah, we used to have drills on every trip we went on. Yep. Three-week trip and we had drills.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's different. For to, the crew. In the 70s and 80s, um, there was what's called search and rescue. But now, in 2018, it's just called Rescue. There's no such thing as Search because we're tracked the whole way around the world. Aww. So you know exactly what... You can go into a website and you can see, you know, a little little boat kind of sailing across the ocean. Yeah. So we are tracked by, by satellite and the World Arc puts his tracking system on our boat. Yeah, it's with fantastic. A, with, with an SOS button. We just go push, bang, SOS. And, and you know, sends it sends a so signal up to the satellite. They know we're yep. in distress um you know the local whatever maritime authority whatever zone we're in cargo ships come and get you, yeah, cargo ships and whatnot um planes helicopters if we're close to land and um and also the other yachts in the fleet so there's like 20 30 35 other yachts sort of within a you know within i don't know five ten hours even some yachts actually sail alongside each other the whole way around yeah. They've got, like, almost, like, on top of each other. And so Hey, mm.
3: Bob, can I come over for a barbecue? <laughs> not
1: quite. And, and you're in every day and, yeah. you know, you talk to each other yeah. and that sort of stuff.
0: I so. think,
3: yeah, there's it's quite a bit in place to keep us safe. Well, Matt,
0: you better not talk. I might, you know, keep convincing me that this is a good thing because I might come and learn to sail too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we do have one more song I'd like to share and that is Changes in Latitude yeah good name let's just play it excellent i have with me today Sid Seymour and Matt Hayes and they are about to take off on round the world sailing rally arc and we're just chatting about all the preparation and all the things did you notice in one of those songs that said changes in latitude? changes in attitude it's good isn't it (laughs) oh it's very good i I, you'll be changing latitude quite a few times and i'm sure there'll be a few changes in attitude there'll be lots of
1: changes in attitude that's for sure you know (laughs) because you know when you're at sea you know with the same people for a period of time you know people get tired they'll get cranky yeah you know cranky they'll (laughs) they'll want to have their their space and the good thing is the boat's big big enough to have so you can kind of you know, you can disappear into a cabin and, you know, you know read something on your laptop or read a book or whatever, and um, and I think that's the really cool thing. And we we've done a test run. We went out to Lord Howe Island and back. Oh, I heard about that. Was it fabulous? It was it was a it good was learning. Break it was out. really good. You know, break we all out. got on like a house on fire. Hmm. Um, you know, Sid did what she was told, which was good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> did she and use her? Um <laughs> inside it's voice
1: <laughs> yes i know in, inside voices yeah yeah,
0: yeah. And sorry that's an in joke but you know sid has an inside and an outside voice and the know, outside an voice an is voice. often inside but we love her <laughs> <laughs> and you know it it takes you know that's what the beauty we're all so different and that's what makes things fun in life. Yeah. Now, following you on Facebook, I want to ask, are you going to be journaling? Are you going to be having a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? What's happening?
3: Yeah. So, the planning on this is not fully finished, but so far we've got the Facebook page set up. And what, if people want to look
0: at the Facebook page, are you? Yeah, we don't want them to look. We want them to like it. Oh, follow. like it, but are they
3: actually following, can they yep. follow your prep now? They can. The what's the, what's in fact the, the last post was Matt doing his first date course um, we'll probably have to have one soon about the flags, we haven't talked about all the flag oh my, oh my gosh so can you um, tell me the Facebook, Facebook page is Influencers Sailing Adventures
0: Influencers Sailing Adventures, Adventures. yep, yep.
3: Um, we're planning to have a YouTube channel yep. which um, we will put onto the Facebook when we get that going so if they just get onto Facebook for that, that'd be good We've got our own personal Instagram accounts. Um, we might do an Insti, a, a separate Insta account for this as well, but um, that one we haven't determined yet, have we?
0: I, I need to ask Influencers Facebook. What's what's the Influencers explain
3: meaning? Matt will explain that.
1: Well, the, the name of the yacht is called Influencer. So, ah. So it's you know that there's it's the big thing in social media these days when. You have people who are professional influencers, so they influence people to do things. So the idea behind the yacht being called influencer, not influenza, influencer, (laughs) yes, is to influence people to go and get on and do it and live life. You know, so that's what
0: I want to hear. This is what this
1: boat's all about. Because Karen, in my in my business, I because I import yachts and I and I present them at different boat shows and whatnot. I'm always talking to people and listening to their dreams about sailing off into the sunset you know and and there's just this minute percentage of those actually go and do it yeah they people think about talk it and, and they think do, about yeah. it, but they most of them don't even do it and um so I yeah. think you know f- for me it's I want to prove to people that you can do it and also help people out if they choose to do it sometime down the track yep, yeah. yeah. and um you know, and time's ticking. Mm. You know, you kind of get to go on with it and live your life adventure and whatever. And, and you, it, adventure you and
0: have um, a charter boat company, don't you?
1: Yeah, so I have a, a sail charter company in, in Darling Harbour at, yep. uh, called Sydney by Sail, yep. uh, which is about 24 years old now. Yep. And my other company, which imports yachts, so Dufour's the French brand that I import, yep. and Alan is a, a brand made in Slovenia, which I... They also make snow skis mm-hmm. and Funny um, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um so they're they my two business so i'm kind of in I'm in the industry I'm in the business um so it's probably a little bit easier for me to do it, however, you know most of the other people doing this world arc or cruising around the world you know they you know they 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 they, they make it happen you know they live on their boats and they they go through all the all the preparation and and whatnot so you know, as we speak now, there are literally thousands and thousands of people around the world living on their yachts in these quiet little bays in mm. in, in the Pacific or yep. in the Med or, you know, cruising around the Horn of Africa or whatever. So it's not, we're not kind of, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're doing something which a lot of people have done before. And um, and I think for us to, to be able to sort of, let people know about it. And your wonderful radio show is really important to us because you know it's um you know it is you know it's just something that you know that it is really not beyond the reach of of most people out there you know you can learn to sail takes a bit of time you know and um but you know for me i just don't want to die wondering you know it's one of those things i want to kind of just Got to you know, do it. Take off. This We've is gotta
0: do it. this is something I've been asking my guests now because you know that I wrote a book, aging fearlessly. Yeah. What does aging fearlessly mean to you? What does what does it conjure up? Uh,
3: not um,
1: standing up to Sid, aging fearlessly. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like sums it up to me.
3: You no. didn't stand up very well. You caved no. and you booked on the spoke okay. trip. <laughs> um, yeah. No. To me, that's about the thing that i want to avoid most is uh people that are just hanging in there for retirement and then retirement they're just kind of passing day by day and not really ripping into their lives so to me aging fearlessly is just getting out and doing it keeping on changing having plans having passion having passions following your passions or continuing to follow your passions and um not to sort of not to sort of cave into a smaller yep. and smaller space it's yep. about getting out there and even getting that space expanded
0: i ask people that now my guess, because i think that everyone can have a different twist on this and what aging fearlessly means to them and it's not about aging um without fear it's mm. just about getting out and having a go and yeah. keeping doing the best you can in life, you know, getting yeah. on
1: with Make it.
3: Making the most of it.
1: Well, well, I think also, I think it's important, I think, as you get older, you've got you to gotta continue to push yourself. It's really yeah. easy just to sort of
3: yeah.
1: hang back and relax and, you know, and put your feet up and not get out and just get, you know, whatever, just yeah. cruise. I mean, I think it's important to push yourself to... You know, to, like Keep we learning. do, swimming and, you know, I love skiing. Having a and full
0: diary and, you know, yeah. having events to go
1: to and things to do. I yeah. think, I, and whenever I go in the world, I just love coming across mature people, whether it be on a ski field and I'm sitting in a chairlift with an, an 80-year-old um, lady or a, a gentleman and they're just skiing, they ski every day, you know. Yeah. Or, or when I go down to swim at Manly with the Bold and the Beautiful and there's these wonderful people in their 70s and 80s who oh. who swim every day and you know they're just they're living life you know and it's easy for them just to not go for a swim that day and and they probably wouldn't go back the next day and the next day or well, people who travel the world and, and backpack and you know, yeah at a, I, at a I agree
0: so thank you so much for coming and sharing what you're going to be doing this year you're leaving in the month of july 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 the 12th and uh, uh, we're going time. to be following you and perhaps at some stage we can have a chat while you're on the sat phone <laughs> yeah on the sat phone the while seas. you're having an adventure on the high seas sounds good. and stepping out of your comfort zone and so that's it from us would you like to say a quick goodbye Okay, thanks, Karen, and goodbye to everybody.
1: Thanks, Karen. Thanks so much for having us on your show. Yeah, well, be thanks, really thanks because it. it's
0: guys like you that get out there and really share what can be done in the world and how they're doing it.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank Cheers.
0: you. Cheers. Thanks, Karen. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing
2: old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your it's not 9 to find It's a wonderful life. Let's go and climb mountains high, swim across oceans wide, live out our dreams, just you and me. let your